I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to Play Comics, where once again we are here listening to me talk to a creator about some cool stuff that they're putting together. Today we have Elise Russell, who is here as part of the team putting together Amongst the Stars, being brought to us by Band of Bards. Elise, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited we finally pulled this off. Uh, like five people might know that I was trying to get you on for an episode before and the world kind of exploded. So that never happened. It did. It did. And scheduling is difficult when you've got little kids, which I do. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know about that part. But what I do know is that Band of Bards has put together some good stuff already. And they have already gotten onto the sucker Chris into giving them their money train and I've seen some of the people who have <laughs> stories and art in this and they are already on the I don't even care what the rest of this is about I'm buying this because you're in it train oh absolutely yeah we got some stunning submissions and it was difficult to narrow things down um, but we've we've got some truly top-notch creators in Amongst the Stars. And the cover, the main cover, is real Burton, too. Ooh. Okay, so before we start getting into the nitty-gritty details of everything, what is your elevator pitch for Amongst the Stars for people who are not like me and aren't going to just give money because it says Band of Arts on it? Um, Amongst the Stars is an anthology of romance and science fiction. So it's a bunch of people falling in love in space. <laughs> and um, there's 14 stories, potentially 15. We hit that stretch goal. And um, they range from extremely wholesome to spicy there's some sad ones that'll put you in your feels how did you get to be able to kind of be up there deciding what is going to be in amongst the stars well uh it started with uh me and cj hudson my co-curator we were just talking about how we love anthologies and we wanted to curate the an anthology and we started tossing ideas back and forth and he said uh you know you never see science fiction romance together. yeah 
And then I came up with the title, Amongst the Stars. I said, that sounds great. We should, we should do this. And I was like, totally. And we realized we weren't joking. <laughs> and we decided to organize it and put out the call. And then we contacted Band of Bards and showed them what we had and picked it up. So here we are. Did they do the thing where they pretended to put the phone down and make you wait like 10 seconds because it was an instant yes this is gonna happen uh i have no idea i i dm'd them and it was a, I, I dm them frequently with hey i've got another idea look at this look at this <laughs> and i did that again <laughs> and um then they they got back to me and we we had a meeting uh a zoom meeting and me CJ, Chris, and Tim talking about the logistics, and by the end of the meeting, they were on board with us. What is the best part for you about anthologies, just as a reader? As a reader, I really enjoy, with comics, seeing all of the different art styles together. And seeing how the stories somehow complement each other. So a good anthology is, is... The stories don't all have to relate, but they're somehow cohesive and part of a, a bigger picture. And I feel like this anthology really, really is a good example of that. And I like I like picking up an anthology to read it and, and just going through and seeing how everything comes together like a puzzle to make a bigger bigger picture. And how do you get to bring that over into the curation side of it and deciding what stories get to be in there? We deliberated long and hard about all of all of the stories and we um we had to think about common themes that we saw throughout some of them and try to find the threads and we had to reject a few pitches that just didn't fit with everybody else somehow so a lot of it is based on gut feeling um but yeah we we just went through each pitch and got all of them um ranked and chose from there and we agreed on pretty much all of them <laughs> how many pitches did you have for this one i want to i mean it was over 100 i want to say 150 don't like i'm not going to stake my life on that number but it was it was it was quite a few <laughs> so you i mean the big point is you could easily get volume five out of just what you've gotten already sheer numbers wise anyway quality aside we could have put together another volume, a volume two of quality, really like good pitches that fit together, you know? Um, if we did more than that, they would be kind of more miscellaneous, like really good ones, but they don't like tie in. How did you convince people that this was a good thing for them to have their story in? 
I didn't have to. <laughs> they got so excited about the theme. We got so many pitches and uh, we, we didn't have to. The only person um, right off the bat that we asked uh, was Fellhound. I, I just messaged her and I said, hey, I'd really like, we're putting this anthology together and we'd really like you to be in it and you can have any writer you want. And she said, okay. And she came back like two hours later with a script written by Brent and they had, they had pulled over to the side of the road to write it. <laughs> and it just broke our hearts and we're like, oh, fine, you guys can come in. <laughs> so, but other than that, we tried not to like solicit people for it. I mean, let's be real, though, with Fellhound, isn't that more of a, we want to make sure you know this exists before we get 200 pitches for this? We just, um, I had just finished working with her um, on Dark Side of Purity, and I really enjoy working with Fell, and I love her work and her work ethic, just, just A+, plus. Love, love working with her, so I already, I had her... Uh, on Discord, and I just, just just popped into my head for this, and I said, "CJ, can I just contact one one person and kind of like rope the, try to rope them in?" <laughs> she was very easily roped. <laughs> I can imagine that breaking people's hearts seems to be right in her wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a word about whether this story will break your heart or not, but it will give you the feels. Well, good. I don't want that much of a spoiler anyway. Are they warm, gushy feels? Are they sad feels? Oh, no. <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't make me feel like I need to go watch Grave of the Fireflies to make sure that I'm still a human, then I think we'll be okay. <laughs> How many of these people have you worked with before just in any capacity? Oh, let's see. Uh, worked with Miranda, again, Dark Side of Purity. Um, CJ, I've worked with him. He just randomly messaged me one day on Twitter and said, hey, I, I need someone to write for this gig, and I, would you be interested? I had no idea who it was. And I gave him the stank eye a little bit until I looked him up, and I was like, okay, okay, I'll work with you. And then we've just been friends ever since. Um... Let's see. Linz, Rio, um, Fell. They were all in uh, Terry. They were all in Dark Side of Purity. Um, Paul Carroll uh, runs or um, is a co-owner of Limit Break, and I was in an anthology with them, so I knew him. Ben's a fellow bard. Yeah. And then some new people that I've never worked with before, but it's it's all been great. How does it make you feel with these new people popping in who, I mean, they've never worked with you. They just say, hey, here's this cool thing. I want to be in that. I love working with new people. Come on in. There's room on the couch. It's, it's fun for me. I like... Um, one of the things I like to do with anthologies is to set up a Discord server so that everybody can ping pong ideas and talk to each other and we can see each other's progress if we want to. And it's an easy way to update everybody. Um, so it, it just feels more like a community. So I did, I did that with Dark Side of Purity and 
we we decided to do that again with Amongst the Stars, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. So since this is called Amongst the Stars, what celestial object do you see you and CJ as? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, CJ is a gas giant, <laughs> and I am a nebula. <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled that from my butt. <laughs> I really just wanted to call CJ a gas giant. Fair enough. Do you have a particular <laughs> shape in mind for your nebula, or do you just want to be the nebulous nebula that nobody can figure out? The unknowable nebula. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or the, or the horsehead nebula. That could be a horsehead nebula. I'm a teapot-shaped nebula. Yeah, I'm a teapot-shaped nebula. <laughs> How come we didn't try to wrangle CJ into recording with us? That was dumb. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll say it's my fault. Probably would have showed up in his Gumby outfit. Oh, see, that would have been I mean, so I could have. I could have also been like, can I bring CJ? But I didn't. <laughs> so now that you have the pressure to do a volume two somehow... So that CJ can be on here. Nah. You're right. We should probably see how volume one does. Right. Yeah. But we have talked about how we want to do more anthologies pending the success of this one. And we've already thought about different um, themes and genres we'd want to explore because we have no chill. <laughs> Just from your end of things, is it harder to find like the story part that fits in with the anthology or the arts hmm hmm that's a good question I'd say that it was easier to spot with the art because I mean you can pull that up and just instantly see what the vibe is. Um, so I'd say our first narrowing down probably was was with the art. And then we got into the stories and thought about how they, they mesh together. It's easier to narrow things down art first. So when y'all are looking for things for your anthologies, you're generally wanting teams to have already figured out that they're going to work together, that it sounds like. In general, we did have one um, one person just submit a script and then I, I match them with an artist. So like if it's if it's if it catches us right away and we know that there's an artist that's willing to come on and take on the script, then then. Yeah. Um, for the most part, though, pre-assembled teams really did have the advantage. And one of the things we're seeing a lot on the internet these days, rightfully so, is people getting paid for their work, getting credit for the work, everything like that. So what kind of rights do these creators have over their stories with it being in this anthology? Um, well, that's that's a great thing about Band of Bards is that creators retain IP, um, and that's that's the case with 
the anthology as well. I am not sure on the exact time frames, but I believe like they own the characters. They can they can write more with the characters. Um, I would I would think that maybe they'd have to wait like a year after the anthology comes out, but I'm not quite sure on that. That that's more of a uh, Tim and Chris question, but creators do retain rights to their um, stories and characters. Good. I'm glad that hasn't changed because that's something they told me before. And like yeah. you, I can't remember the timeline. Yeah, that's one of their core beliefs. They're very, very good about that. Were there ever any thoughts of taking this anywhere besides Band of Bards? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, nebulously so. <laughs> we were like, let's let's go to Band of Bards first, um, because that was just what came to both of our heads right away. We just, just we'd really love it if Band of Bards worked with us on this. That would be the ideal. And if if that doesn't work, then I guess we could pitch it around. And if that doesn't work, then I guess we'll just uh, crowdfund it ourselves. But we never had to get past the the Band of Bards point and work on plan B. <laughs> yeah, I know you probably never did the math to figure it out, but I'm sure part of that is just who Band of Bards is combined with past experience with them and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just, we just know what they're like to work with, and we really like what they stand for, and it just seemed like, well, yeah, we want to, we want to take our baby to them. <laughs> so as we record this, the campaign has not launched yet, but you do oh. have 102 people following, waiting for that email saying, hey, come promise us your money. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're going to launch on Valentine's Day, and we're hoping to get a few more pre-launch followers, just boosting our numbers and views. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're clicking right along. This will most likely be after Valentine's Day when people can finally hear this. So have you all figured out oh, okay. what kind of rewards and everything you're going to be providing for people? Yes. Yes. We, um, uh, one of the stretch goals will be to have an extra story in written by me and illustrated by Kara Husett. Uh, and that's going to be the spiciest story <laughs> in the anthology. Um, because none of the guys thought I could write erotica and I was like, yes, I can. So I did. <laughs> so this, that, that would, that would be the, the spicy one if we hit that stretch goal. And then we also have a stretch goal for, um, having a hardcover edition. Some of the re rewards include, um, a mystery box that will have some very fun items in it that I, I can't reveal yet. Um, there's some amazing variant covers, um, including one that's, uh, a cosplay cover. And, um, yeah, we have a couple of the artists that will be doing, um, mission slots that people can, uh, choose to add on. There'll be a very not safe for work bookmark. <laughs> um... 
and then there will be uh, a, some of the variants will have different treatments like oil or um, well, this is glow in the dark. We want to do a glow in the dark cover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm very, very obsessed with things that glow. <laughs> so, um, like, if you look at the logo, Chris made it look like it's glowing. And then on the cover, there's the glowing flowers in her hair. And yeah, there's um, other things that glow <laughs> in my short story, <laughs> like body parts that glow um, as a teaser. So if we hit that stretch goal, yeah. And also to celebrate launch, we will be doing a Band of Arts live stream that will be a glow stick party. <laughs> so everyone will turn the lights off and have glow sticks and we'll do our, our live stream. And whose idea was that? Because I can honestly see everybody thinking of that one. It was me. <laughs> I have the glow obsession. Yeah. I um, told Brent, and Brent was like, uh, I'm in. <laughs> if your story was on the menu at a Thai restaurant, <laughs> and I, most of the ones that I go to are one to seven on the spice level. Seven. Seven. So you're not going to go up to, they're going to bring you the bowl and let you do it yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very graphic. <laughs> Don't challenge the teapot. <laughs> and what kind of tea are you drinking while you write that? <laughs> um... Like, literally, I like peppermint tea, and that's it. <laughs> but I was just mostly writing it and giggling to myself, because mentally 12 years old sometimes. <laughs> I'm but already convinced it. to buy this thing. You don't have to convince me anymore. <laughs> Knowing that it's like that, <laughs> and you're giggling while you write it. <laughs> yes. I sent it right away to Kara, and I'm like, just waiting, waiting for her reaction. She's just like, jeez. <laughs> I really like shocking people, and I don't know why, but I've got, like, a little bit of a wholesome vibe going on, I guess. Let's just blast that out of the water. <laughs> Spicy deep fat. <laughs> okay, so the stretch goal better be hit, because otherwise you might explode. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Kara. We're both very excited. We, we hope we hit that stretch goal so we can make that comic. It's going to be something. And lots of beautiful, bright colors and things, things that glow. How many different euphemisms can we use right now? I don't All of them. Glow sticks. Yeah, see, I'm already convinced we're, I'm going to buy this. Yay! <laughs> What's been the general reaction from people that you've talked to about this already? 
about Amongst the Stars or about my short in particular? Uh, Amongst the Stars, because I think your short in particular is either going to be, yes, this is amazing, or holy crap, Elise, you're doing that. Hey, I haven't told too many people about my short, but the ones that I have shown it to, like, like eyebrows flew to hairlines. It's, yeah. <laughs> what? You wrote that? Um, but amongst the stars in particular, I just kind of, I like to just show people the cover first. Look at this vibe and everybody that sees the cover, like they just want to lick it with their eyeballs. <laughs> um, and then I tell them a little bit more about what it's about and it's always very enthusiastic. And I was, um, pretty adamant when we were doing our brainstorming zooms about launching on Valentine's day and just really having fun with the whole season. Well, you have to. The timing is right there. The story is right there. Yep, it's too perfect. When the world lets things line up that perfectly, you don't let it go. Nope. You jump on it. Like in your story. I mean, there's some jumping I can't <laughs> let this go <laughs> this almost evil laugh coming out of you is it's very frightening my laughs always sound evil I know but it's not like pure Disney villain evil. It's like just enough sanity to get to stay in the world. <laughs> I mean, that just describes me to a T. <laughs> just enough sanity to stay in the world. Well, good, because you have been a fun person to follow on Twitter and a fun person to get to see these creative things from. And I mean, Cool. Don't Thank tell you. anybody. Don't don't tell Tim. But I'm buying this because you're in it. I didn't even oh. get far enough to think that it's them publishing because I saw that you're putting it together. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna go hide under a rock now. <laughs> also, I'm definitely gonna a blanket tell Tim. would probably be a better choice. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, I mean by Bye. don't tell Tim, I mean definitely go tell Tim. <laughs> so i know you're super excited for this um, have you guys set a goal decision yet for what you need to make to make this be a thing that will sit on my bookshelf yes it is a twenty thousand goal so it's a big and part of that is because one of the things we really wanted to do was make sure we paid a little more than most anthologies do to the creative teams. Um, so that, that that bumps it up a bit. Plus, printing prices are ridiculous right now. But we're pretty confident that we can hit it with some of the, the cool things we're going to be teasing. Just keeping our, our fingers and toes crossed. Well, seeing how some anthologies like this have done in the past, I 
I have a pretty good feeling about this one. Good, good. A little nervous, but I have a good feeling too, so it's good to know other people have confidence in it. <laughs> well, my backing success rate is somewhere above 95%, so Ooh, you've got that going you for you too. You know how to too. pick them, huh? It's true. And the only reason I haven't backed this one yet is because, as we're recording, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Not launched yet. Fortunately, I do not live in the future. I mean, you can kind of live in the future a little bit and read these stories. <laughs> Yeah. Because I got previews. All right. So these previews that I got, do you know what? Yeah, I don't even know what materials he sent you. Okay. So granted, I have not given these the look they deserve. That being said, I don't know if that's possible over the course of a couple days because it was just a couple days ago that he sent them over. Um... Like, if I wasn't convinced to buy this already, I would be set. And I want to say right up front that this is what Tim sent me. It is, I have no idea what his criteria was for what he picked. Um, if I remember, I'm not like super familiar with all of the creative teams on these. And of course, while we're recording this is when my computer decides that it wants to be slow in File Explorer because he sent them over as individual picture files. Oh, okay. Did he send any interior art? He did. Ah. Oh, okay. Have you seen the main cover? seen not all in one thing i've seen it like because okay, i can send around. that to you yes that needs to happen because it will need to be on there for yes. the episode art okay yeah i can give you that it's beautiful it oh it really is and oh, i'm so excited for this thing and all right so this is how we know that this is going to be a big success i think my wife is excited to read this one, and she's usually not too excited about the comics I get from Kickstarter, mostly because I get things she doesn't like. Yeah. Everything that she, too. yes, and everything that she has been excited about has been successfully funded. Ooh, so she really knows how to fund. Yep. Although she does get the curated from me already list, so. I don't know if she's better at picking oh, them than oh, me you, or if I just said it's her for success. Are you trying to take all credit? No, I'm saying it's science. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> you're both you both just really have good taste. I can live with that. It's like your thing as a couple is that you have like good taste. <laughs> we read comics and watch cartoons and play video games together and if that's not a good marriage, I don't know what is. Exactly. Goals. Have you had time to actually read anything lately while working on this that isn't for the anthology? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yes. 
Um, so I'm also, I'm, I'm currently curating a prose anthology as well, and the submissions are open for that. So I'm reading the submissions for that. And that's, we fear that not to see count. from Paper Angel Press. Hey, there's stories. There's stories. I'm reading them. But also I'm reading a book called um, A Thousand Ships. And it's a bunch of um, retellings of Greek stories about, uh, surrounding the Trojan War from the point of view of uh, women. It's very good. So I'm not reading as much as I, I normally would be able to, but yes, I'm still reading. But to be fair, you're also curating things for two anthologies. It's, yes, it's true. That takes a lot of time, and I'm assuming takes a lot of the reading in the bathroom time. Actually, I don't read submissions in the bathroom. Nope. <laughs> so if I always, I always read them on the couch, on my computer. So authors never fear. I don't, don't, I'm not trying to critique your work while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> you can't really get into uh, genres in answering this because I'm asking about theoretical future things. <laughs> but just in general, what are some tips you have for people that I'm definitely not asking for for me to get something <laughs> into an anthology? What am I kicking around for maybe doing in the future, you mean? For comic anthologies? No, no, more like, like, if I want to write something to be in an anthology, because let's be real, yeah. I can't art. <laughs> what are some tips? I know too many good art friends, too. Like, I'll, I'll pay them. They're fine. Yeah. But yeah. what are some <laughs> tips for having something ready to be in an anthology assuming you fit the genre and everything that they're looking for um have a good log line you gotta hook them right away with the log line um if you send in instead of a log line if you give like a, a page rambling description of the entire thing my eyes are gonna glaze over so um, a good logline and then a good one paragraph synopsis. Just give me the vibe, tease me a little, hook me, and then I'll want to read more. That don't don't like make me really work for it to to pick up what you're trying to put down. Okay, I'll remember that. I think I have my idea working well. Hmm. Yes, everybody I've talked to, it's the same idea I've had for way too long. Can, can you tell me, or is it is it a secret squirrel stash idea? I am not ready to tell the world yet. Oh, um, okay. That's fair. We've seen your cat come into the frame a few times, or at least I have. I don't know if you were paying attention that much. How much did He's your cat help there. with curation? Um... I mean, he sat on my lap for probably 80%, 90% of it. Um, he kept me warm. And um, 
Yeah, he kept me focused. So, Bug, Bug could take a co-curator credit on, on this anthology for sure. <laughs> How much has this work annoyed the other humans in your household? It hasn't. I do most of it um, in the evening after the kids go to bed. And like I said, Bug likes it when I work because I'm stationary. He can just sit on me. Well, good. I'm glad that they still got their mommy time. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Amongst the Stars. Just I'm excited super, that you're excited. Super excited. And I'm excited excitement. about bookmarks. This bookmark. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um first draft of the pencils. Kara was like, how, how how far can I go with this? I said, I don't know, probably just like you know, midway between the, the spice levels. And then I asked Tim. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Crank it up. Let her, let her make it as, as not safe for work as possible. This is, <laughs> this is the spicy item. So I said, okay, Akira, frolic. And she did. <laughs> well, you figure it's a bookmark. You're going to have a nice chunk of it inside the book anyway, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can tuck it away. Good. Just hope it doesn't fall out in front of like you know children. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people doing bookmarks lately, and I'm going to be making a big assumption here, but I'm assuming that all of them are about my age. Like I'm assuming that you're about my age, just from cultural references I've seen you make and uh-huh. everything. How much of that do you blame on the Scholastic Book Fairs? Oh, all of it. <laughs> All of it. Oh my gosh. Scholastic book fairs. Is there is there anything more exciting for a little kid? I don't think so. But then see all the, the bookmarks to choose from. And yeah, definitely. I didn't even didn't even click for me, but that's definitely where the where that uh where we can pinpoint that. <laughs> What are the chances that anything like this book could have ever been at a book fair while we were growing up? Zero. I mean, okay. Yeah, zero. If, if you took half the stories out, it wouldn't be like reading material for children, but it would be like reading material that wouldn't scar them for life. Some of them are very, very wholesome, and some of them are have more violence, and then mine should go anywhere near children if it gets included. So yeah, this would not be at a scholastic book fair unless there was like a scholastic book fair for parents only, <laughs> like for adults after the like a scholastic after party. <laughs> Alright, so I've been trying to figure out how I can ask this question because I know what Band of Bards likes to put out. And <laughs> I know that Chris and Tim like to press buttons. Yep. And 
I, I think this is just the, I have to ask this the most straightforward way I can, I can think of, which is probably the worst way I could think of to ask it. Okay. Go ahead, shoot. All right. How straight is this book? Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a circle? <laughs> There's some straight stories in there. Some. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty, pretty even. Um, but there's definitely a lot of LGBTQ plus rep in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty squiggly. <laughs> okay, now to take away any worry that anybody has about me asking that, assuming you didn't turn it off already, that's actually one of the things that I'm very excited about because mm-hmm. representation matters and you've got to have that kind of stuff in there. And Absolutely. I'm glad that nobody warned you about me asking that kind of thing because seeing the look on your face was amazing. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, we were, um, that was another thing that me and CJ talked about before we even started um, putting together the call for submissions was let's make sure this is as inclusive as we can possibly make it based on the submissions that we get. We were very, um, we very much kept that in mind as we were going through um, all of the pitches that we got. So there's a little something for everybody, I think. Well, good. And, you know, if you're going to leave anybody out, leave out the straight people. We've got enough. (laughs) It's true, though. The, um, the creative, I say creative team when it's really like a bunch of teams, but everybody, there's, Mm -hmm. there's that representation translates behind the page and on the page. We wanted to make sure we had a diverse group of people making a diverse, diverse group of stories. And it's the diversity in there that, that really excites me because I know that I'm going to be able to look at this and, okay, you know, here's the story. Show me this thing. Different story shows me something else. Different story shows me something else. And, I mean, you don't get to have a broad view of the world by continuing to look at the same kind of thing over and over. Yeah. Plus, I mean, what kind of anthology about love would it be if it didn't explore multiple kinds of romantic love? It's a romantic love. Um, yeah. So, what kind of romance anthology would it be if it was just everybody was having the same kind of story? It would be. 1780s London Times, and that would be boring as shit. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) And this is not boring at all. Well, I feel like we could spend way too long talking about all of this. So we do need to wrap things up, but I have one question that I ask everybody unless they've been asked it before. And I haven't asked you before. Okay. Who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, Rizzo. Absolutely 100% Rizzo. He's so relatable. 
I just, I love him to pieces. If I could have a Muppet follow me through life for a day, I would pick Rizzo. Just, oh, I want to give him a noogie. He's perfect. What about you? I don't know right now. Most of the time when I was asking people before, it was Muppet Show Kermit. But I have left the part of my job that made that relevant. So I don't know anymore. Adrift. Morally adrift in the Muppet world. <laughs> you have no Muppet anchor. You gotta fix that. Maybe I should count Big Bird specifically from the Sabotage video. I do not know what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have a link to the show notes of the <laughs> Sesame Street video going with the Beastie Boys song Sabotage. And it is amazing. Okay. And you will love I'm it. I'm excited for it. Okay. Sure I will. And how much of you loving Rizzo is because of Muppet Christmas Carol? It's it's between Muppet Christmas Carol and um, Muppet Treasure Island. But yeah, it's just every time he's on screen, I love it. <laughs> Thank you for making me a part of this. I quote that all the time <laughs> when he picks him up and cleans the window off with him. <laughs> Well, as also long as you don't end up with cabin fever, right? Right. It has been great talking to you about all of this. If people want to hear more from you, where else can they find you around the internet? Um, I am on Twitter. I am at Elise Russell 13, P-L-Y-S-E-R-U-S-S-E-L-L 13. And um, usually I'm the brave little teapot, but right now, since I'm curating a sea shanty anthology i'm the wave little sea pot <laughs> um so yeah yeah you can find me on twitter and as always we will have links to all that stuff down the show notes because clicking links is so much easier than trying to remember how to spell things yeah and as always, if you want to hear more from me, the best place to do that is to just head on over to playcomics.com where there's links to all the social media stuff. And we don't have to worry about if Twitter has finally exploded yet or not. But, you know, there, there's links to everything. Just go there. Speaking of links, you can also find a link on how you can support the show, which the best way is to just take the show and share it with your friends and consensually put it in their ear holes because putting things in people's ears when they're not expecting it is not very nice and will probably get you punched in the face or you can be like the patrons i have that help me pay for the show and the hosting and all the other fun stuff be like oh no lit class or dan mcmahon or carl antonovitz you know help me put the show together it's cool and i will love you and stuff like that in non-creepy ways speaking of non-creepy people you can also listen to lots of other shows over on the Guinea Geek Network, where there's a bunch of other wonderfully geeky shows, including Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., where I get to talk about X-Men cartoons one more time as I'm doing this. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because overall, it's good. But this last season is bad. If you like the music I'm rudely talking on top of, head on over to SoundCloud.com slash to check out Best Day's music. But most of all, just grab a game grab a comic, 
and go find yourself a new favorite character. My cat is eating a bag of potato chips. I need to throw something. What is your cat's favorite flavor of chips? Well, apparently it's the salt and vinegar. <laughs> I don't trust people who like salt and vinegar chips like that. That's just weird. They're not mine. <laughs> so you can okay, still trust good. me. Good. I like cheesy flavor chips. <laughs> oh, those are good. Yeah, yeah. Very trustworthy. People who like cheese. My cough is because of chicken fries, and they were spicy. Chicken fries give you a cough? Well, when they're spicy. It's the Don't spiciness. inhale them. Eat them. <laughs> they That's were supposed really to go to your good. lungs. They were really, really good, and I wanted to eat them, and I was hungry. Yeah, I don't blame you. It has been great talking to you about all of this. If people want... My tongue stopped working. Edit, Chris. Pay attention right here. Edit, Chris. Yes, I know. <laughs> if a robot was riding a sea shanty, what would it be? I have no idea. Something rusty? I don't know. I'm having a hard time picturing a robot on a ship <laughs> singing. <laughs> I have ideas that are getting made for a D&D &D game. Oh, not only is it what do I think, it is... Do you get to hear them? And the answer could be yes. Oh, oh, really? You're going to sing right now? No, because you don't want that. <laughs> but when I can make when I can make the robot voices sing and get them in tune. Our current D&D &D campaign, I am an autonome bard and we are being space pirates. Oh, cool. That's fun. And if that if that doesn't get you robot sea shanties, then you're not doing it right. Right. Yeah, definitely. You'll have to you'll have to post some of them on Twitter. I will. When you get those robots to sing. Oh, I will. 